Hello and welcome to Tomb or Tome Season 2, I guess, because it's another year and now we're doing NaNoWriMo again. Wow. Uh, we are three siblings that are going to be participating in NaNoWriMo, although there's some, like, asterisks to that, because I don't know if any of us are aiming to finish it this year, right? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I'm going to finish. Yeah. So you guys are hoping to finish? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Why would I be doing this if I wasn't going to finish? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Good for you guys. Um, I'm Daryl. I'm Liz. I'm Ian. We did NaNoWriMo last year. You can listen to our whole podcast extravaganza about that. That's five episodes long. And with that one, what we were trying to do is we all had similar characters in similar settings that we'd use in our stories, but we had different, like, types of stories going on. Like, mine was fantasy, Liz's was horror, Ian's was fantasy horror. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> works. And there was a lot of grousing and griping about that, and there's probably going to be a lot of grousing and griping about our books this year as well. So what did we learn since that Nano Remo working on it? Um, I learned that I don't want to write my book, and so I didn't. Yay! I learned that writing when you're like in between living situations is weird. <laughs> Only weird? <laughs> <laughs> Difficult? Yeah, that's the word I was thinking of. And for me, it's that I have so many books that are already on like the back burner. That I kind of just need to finish one rather than keep making some. Because we were talking about what to do for this NaNoWriMo. And there was the possibility of us starting from scratch day one with no idea of what our books were going to be. But as like, fun as that could be, especially to make a podcast about it and see the pieces come together... It's not practical. Yeah, it's kind of just procrastinating from work that we think we know we have to do. Like, for instance, this year, for this NaNoWriMo, we're doing it a bit differently because Ian and I are doing work on books that we need to to get done and to get out there. Yes. So for me, I am working on the book that I completed in NaNo of 2015 called I Was My Stalker. And I... Got to 50,000, and I, I stopped writing it, but I wasn't done, as, like, a lot of people that I think complete nano realize. Like, you don't you don't hit 50,000, you're like, wow, that's a complete book. Uh, Instead, it's like... I don't know. I've, I've seen some books for sale on Amazon that I think some people do do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, like, sure. There's some people, but I feel like maybe most people, I would reckon, are those that are like, you get to 50,000, and you're like, there's just so much more work to do and other chapters to cover, and I kind of just hit my goal, so I'm out. Or at least that's me. My experience every time I've won. So... What I decided to do is I'm going to use this nano to complete this second half of that book and then get the words, like the word count's going to be like 110,000 something, I assume, by the end of this. But as soon as that book is done, then I can actually go into editing it rather than letting it just sit there and I just keep writing more books and adding it to the backlog. That's a good yeah. plan. Thanks. I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ian? So... Every year, I decided to do something fun, but then this year, everyone's like, no more fun, gotta do work. So yeah. I was like, well, I guess if I have to do work, I should actually do work. So I'm, this year, probably just gonna be spending this nano actually doing some research and some backstory writing for my fantasy world, because that was one of the big problems last year, is I went in and... I was like, oh, I don't know where they're going or what's going on or what the magic is or who the bad guys are. I just didn't know anything. Mm. So I figured this year if I can get it all written down, then I have no excuse not to start writing any of these you books. You should clarify 
that your like meta conception through your things is that you're gonna write several books that are all tied together but in different genres like it's based in the same world right uh, kind of in the same world it's like different worlds but all in the same universe okay mm. and so that's why you're talking about like your spooky wagon story like some people thought maybe thought that was a one-off but that book does lead into other books oh yeah absolutely it's all tied together you know what have you guys ever seen uh the human centipede yeah no that's that's (laughs) how that's how my books are they all feed into one another (laughs) what a bitch (laughs) and what are you doing this year liz is it different from last year uh somewhat so this year i'm doing I want to try and do fantasy more so, but it is still kind of spooky themed. It's very Mm -hmm. appropriate because we're recording this podcast on Halloween. So now you're doing the fantasy horror genre. Yeah, essentially. And uh, I just Mm. basically wanted to try my hand at fantasy since you guys did it last year and i want to i want to feel the struggle yeah especially if you try and make your world like consistent and add in a bunch of laws and rules that are different from our present world like one of the hardest things is just sitting down and being like what age does this take place in like what is the technology of this world at yeah and anything like not modern it's always a bit difficult since you got to do research and the problem with like nano is you want to be writing more than like doing research like you you want to get those words out which is why i was asking if we were seeking to complete nano because it sounds like all of us have to probably do some research and potentially editing or changing things is that true like are we going to be going back through our books and doing stuff or are we going to be spending like an hour looking up references and not writing i plan to use nano to i'm probably am going to do a lot of researching and relatively little writing Hopefully I'll get 50,000 words out of everything that I'm going to research and write down for the history. But even if I don't, just sitting down for the month and actually getting the work done, that's all I'm trying to do. Okay. I don't think I... I'm not going to research too much because mine... For one, I did want to clarify that it's not, like, horror that I've done before. Like, I'm not really trying to scare people. It's more like Tim Burton-y... Oh. Just kind of spooky themed. Yeah, like an unnerving fantasy world. Yeah, but not directly scary. And then two... I feel like because it is more so that and it's not like high fantasy, I've, I'm not too concerned about doing a ton of research for it. Okay. Oh, we got to get to the other segment. I got so many questions. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point because I feel like for you, you could just focus on having a weird world rather than like the making like sure the physics or, of the world. Yeah. yeah, or the politics. Like what is this land like? Instead, it's like where you're traveling around to different locations, kind of like a, a odyssey. Yeah. Wait, so you're not going to create a fluent Elvish language? <laughs> <laughs> no, not this time. Lathinduin, how are you? <laughs> Okay, since we're all going to be like, I'm, I'm continuing a book, Ian is doing a backstory and lore building for his universe, and Liz is kind of doing just like a regular book for this. Now we're going to say what our books are about. Yay. So if anyone's actually talked to me and you've asked what I was doing, this is what I, I keep saying is that I'm trying to get this book out. and I'm For trying, years? Yeah. How many, how many I want to get now? this book finished. This, I started this in 2015, so the idea beforehand was like, I must have come up with it in October or September. So just three years. That's not that bad. So I Was My Stalker, as the book is titled, is difficult to describe because it's essentially one day a teenage girl in high school realizes that the boy that's stalking her is her. As in they're the same person, but in two separate bodies. And the girl knows this, but the boy does not. 
And my main conflict for the story is that since I began at the beginning of the school year, and two-thirds of the way through the school year, the boy kills himself, and the girl knows this happens, and so it's up to her to decide whether or not she wants to change his fate by helping him, like, to do anything to stop this. I'd like to react to that on the spot, but we all know the premise of your book since you've been doing it for three years. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've, like, talked to Liz about the first year as, like, being written. Like, uh, no, you were there, I think, when I was coming up with the idea and we were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, with our mom as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I don't understand. <laughs> so what genre would you call it, though? So I have the genre listed as thriller before I had it listed as literary thriller suspense because like (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to do something with this book like at first i was just thinking it's like a cool like thriller idea like what would you do if the person that was like following you and harassing you was you would you treat them any differently and i then began i wanted to like say things about that and about what that experience is like but i don't know if literary thriller is an actual thing or how literary like what the recommendations are for being literary since then, i'm just like thriller works for this because the my story does fit into the like the thriller genre pretty well because it's what i would describe as it, it builds into an a crescendo of darkness and nausea you and which i think like thriller fits with really well because the whole time you're like you're clutching the book being like oh god what's going to happen next which is what i'm kind of aiming for at that there's things i want to say but like i'll wait until the book's finished to be like this is a critique on toxic masculinity how, how much of, how much of the book do you have written so i finished the uh, nano of 2015 this book on day 21 i had 50,000 words because wow. this book is super easy to write. It's all first-person present, written from the perspective of the girl. And currently, I have 63,000 words written of the book. So this is going to be a pretty big book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say it's, like, pretty big, but for me, because it's, like, I think the book is simple to read, and a lot of it's dialogue-based that I f- feel like it's really easy to get through, but I am trying to be cognizant of how much is there. And this book begins in September, and it ends in June, so it has a 10-month period that it covers. And I have three chapters of it, September, October, November, almost completely done, and nothing else is fully finished, but there's a lot of bits and pieces written of them throughout it. Do you have the outline for like the rest of the book already set every month has four to five days included in it where it's like it's september like 12th and then she talks about her day and then september like 18th and she talks about her day and i have every single day written what needs to be hit although i know there's some extra space where i'm like i need to include what happens here or what happens here but every day has a has something that i need to focus on okay so there's going to be no surprises as you write it where it's like, I mean, for yourself. There, there shouldn't be. There are things I need to reconcile and work out. Like with her best friend, the way her, like the final note that ends on, well, the very final note I have, but the note before that I need to really hammer out because I'm not satisfied with it yet. Because mm. they essentially get into an argument and I really need to get out the details and think about what I want the reactions to be. And so there are stuff like that, like, th- that'll be maybe a surprise is, like, maybe I'll come up with a better idea to do things. Like, when I was researching this book earlier, I was really trying to get down what happens every day. There's the main character, the girl is Natalie, and there's a boy that she really likes, and I was really trying to get out what all of their interactions are going to be for the rest of the book, going in parallel with her interacting with the male stalker, who is Hayden. 
And that was one of the things I was discovering new things and I was coming up with new events to have them be doing. Like maybe things will change as I'm like, oh, I really need to hit this by the end of the book. Okay. Do you think it has another 50,000 left? Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) Just from looking at everything that I've written so far for it, it's like every month ends up being around 10,000 words. And so far, I have several months that are sitting at 5,000 words, and I only have two of the five days written. As someone who's read a lot of books, though, like 100,000 words is not really that much. Yeah, I was looking up, I was looking up stuff, though, and it's like the target for a lot of books you want to hit is like 80 to 90 is a very comfortable, like you can sell that to publishers. Beyond that, you're basically eating into like pricing for the book yeah like you have to be like a diehard like fantasy i think they're they're more leaning on i don't know even what this book's genre really is yeah i was gonna say i just real quick googled like the harry potter word counts and a Mm. lot of those sit around a hundred thousand so yeah it's like it's not unheard of like i'm not writing a four hundred thousand page Four hundred thousand words. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm not writing like that kind of book. I'm trying to be like, please publish, and I'm I've been unpublished. Please do this book. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, then you could advertise your book by the value you're getting because of how many pages you're selling them. Yeah, and they're like, it doesn't like that doesn't matter. <laughs> Ten dollars for four hundred thousand words in this six part epic fantasy series. <laughs> so Liz, now that we got the gist of my story, what is your story, your spooky fantasy? What is it about? My small pitch for it is that basically I haven't named wherever they are yet, but we're in a we're in a spooky kind of like typically Halloween like the monsters that you think of themed universe, and there's these creatures in one place that are called the Gordish, and they have gourds for heads, and they are basically they just give birth to all of the other creatures that live on this plot of land. Uh, why? <laughs> and so the, they're basically, they're born and their heads swell up and pop open and whatever creature is being created pops out and seeds go everywhere. And they... Wait, do they, do they die in exchange for this? Yep. Oh, okay. No. And so seeds go everywhere and plant more gordish to make more creatures. So they really are just like a means to an end. And every thousand years, one of the Gordish heads swells up and an other pops out of it. Uh. <laughs> and an other is basically something that doesn't fit into any of the... There's four lands that I have and mm. like four different types of creatures. I might add one more. I'm not sure yet. But the other doesn't fit into any of those lands like from the get-go. And so they need to travel to each land and find out maybe what they're closest to or what they could assimilate with mm-hmm. and so my book takes place when another is born and it follows its journey around this land to try and find out where it belongs mm. that is a pretty useful motivator for like getting out there and exploring it's like you need to find out where you should live yeah um so each of the five lands four or five um has like one type of monster on it like one's like a werewolf land and one's vampire land Yep, pretty much. So I have the Gordish, who are the pumpkin people that basically give birth to everyone on the island. And then I have the next land is called the Feeders, and they're sort of a mix between vampires and zombies. Mm -hmm. And they eat the flesh of other things, like flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. And, well, their quirk is that they, at one point in time, they ended up building a huge wall all around their city. And it's because they don't want to interact with any other creatures because they 
say that they're allergic to the other creatures and the other creatures <laughs> make them sick. And so they basically walled themselves off. And okay. then the third place is the hollow and they're skeletons. And their main thing in life is that they like to have fun. They're like drifters that kind of go from place to place <laughs> and they yeah. try and steal people's skin. <laughs> So that they can live as someone else. Wow, hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a dark humor aspect to it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then the fourth place is um, where the cursed live, and the cursed are witches. Hmm. And they were just formed because um, they were originally founded by another other that was born in the last millennium, who hmm. ended up being a witch. And so she made Wait. her own place. <gasps> is the other like a new type of monster then, usually? Yeah, yeah, it's a type of monster that doesn't fit in anywhere. Yep. Oh god, I wonder what this new one is then. Yeah, well that's the only that's the only part I plan out that I'm not gonna spoil. <laughs> Creature like from it. the Black Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, you're just going with like <laughs> I like how it's a it's a like shocky horror stuff. It's a yeah. it's a mystery, but in the first few, two pages it'll be like, Oh my gills filled with air I'll be like, Oh, I think I know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the last land? Or is the Gordish included in your four? The Gordish is included in the four. Okay. Yep. All right, well, that sounds like you got a lot of places and settings that you can write about and exposit on. Yeah, and then in my outline, I have basically a th- like a main thing that's supposed to happen in each place, so. Mm. I wonder if you'll get caught in the trap with, like, fantasy, where they go to a place and then you're left writing lore and things aren't happening. Yeah, I don't know, I'll have to see. The potential's there for a lot of cool stuff, because, like, again, like, it's like, oh, the, the vampires and the zombies, like, where are they getting all their food? Yep. If they're in a land where it's just people eating each other. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, like the Game of Thrones stuff where you See, have the different But now I feel like kingdoms. you're thinking about the logistics, which I don't know if Liz wants to write about. Like, how do they get their food every millennia? Well, no, but that, that's where, like, cool plot points come from. Yeah, I was going to write about how they get their food. Yeah! Okay. Especially since they've walled themselves off. Okay. Man, so many mysteries. Oh, yeah, and then I came up with names for quite a few people, too, and every, like place has a different naming scheme like uh, mm-hmm. the feeders name themselves and they put a body part into their name mm. like uh one guy i have that's gonna be my main one is called tonguesworth <laughs> yeah doing naming conventions for fantasies usually like it's always really fun and it, it makes you like your land more yeah because like, these people are very different they all speak differently and have different <laughs> naming conventions and and then everyone else starts going like, oh, but nothing's happening plot-wise. <laughs> and you're like, dang it. <laughs> so, Ian, are you going to be writing, like, plot to your book? Like, are, is there going to be characters and are things going to be happening? Or are you going to be writing, like, a general overview of this general was born in blah, blah, blah? Yeah, what I wanted to write essentially what would be the a fake history book for this world that nobody's ever going to read. Okay. <laughs> but so that way when I actually go to write the books, I can Using your time well. <laughs> I can no, I can reference all this stuff that's like happened before and it's all makes sense like continuity wise. I have all the dates set, mm-hmm. I have who was involved, I have family lines, I have where it happened. Yeah, that okay. should help for to avoiding plot holes at least. Yeah, so I want to set all this stuff up so I have it all ready so when I start writing actually the story, everything's good to go. Are you going to dump parts of it into all your different books over time? Yes. And some are going to deal more directly with the actual story that's happening behind the scenes than others. 
That's cool. Okay, so where do you begin and where do you end with this? No! <laughs> I told you you would have to talk. I about know your book, you told me, man. Well, so like three weeks ago at work, I tried to tell someone about my book, and when I finally finished telling the entire story I had, it was like an hour and fifteen minutes later. So I'm so I'm gonna have to tell an abridged version of the story right now. Okay, I hope so. So this all starts at the creation of the universe in my book. Yes, as the Lord does. Yes, and then what'd you say? Where does it end? It ends at. I guess it would be the end of the universe. Or, wow. okay. But not really the end. It's more of like a new beginning. Yeah, a course correction for how things got messed up at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So you won't have to go back and edit it? Since no. you're not like, trying to do anything. Well, and that's it? that's kind of the reason I wanted to do it this way for Nano is because it won't need to be edited because for the most part, it's not really important. Yeah. It's, it's more just for me to set up the world for me. So mm-hmm. that way, like, you know, if I get, like, if I use a name twice or something, it's like, who cares? Nobody's ever to read this. Yeah. Yeah, and if, like, if any problems come up later, I'll just work them out then. So do you have any story points you can elucidate on? Like, anything that is tangible that we can grasp? Or are you just every podcast interview like, I'm writing lore? <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Yeah. Like, is is there a main storyline that's going to be going from the beginning of the universe to its course correction yes yes and (laughs) (laughs) but that's not what i want to get into because that's the thing that takes an hour to say oh i guess he could get into it as he's as we do each week because he'd be writing is there any way you can like summarize it (laughs) sure so the universe kind of forms because you know how like there's that whole theory that like Things can be in a quasi-solid state before things are observed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the whole universe forms when something observes the universe. And then from there, you have a bunch of stuff happen, and then there's a bunch of gods, and then there's a bunch of gods that fight, and then you're left with one god, and the one god finds the thing that observed the universe and created it, and then he basically gets bestowed with the powers of the thing. Okay. But then... Because of the dual nature of the stuff that I'm making, you have to have somebody else there. So there's always, like, this guy who's essentially, like, a Satan figure, and he's always there. And then we always have a hero that rises that eventually has to go and gets to the machine, you know, thing, and then resets the whole universe again. So this just keeps repeating over and over? Yes, but instead of it being... So many like drawings and stuff. Instead of it, <laughs> instead of it being like cyclical, it's like it keeps branching. So imagine like you're on one branch of a universe, and then at the end of it is when finally it's the end of that universe. And whereas ideally it should hit a cyclical thing, because this devil guy's there holding what creates the universe, it can't repeat because he keeps changing it and warping it to his own ends. And so the hero gets there, and then it branches off, and then it starts again, but things have changed, because that everything leading up to that before, these two people like have a battle of wills, and then how the, the outcome of that is what forms the new universe. Yeah, so instead of, like, it is cyclical, but it changes... Every right. Time, so instead of it being like like it. a wheel, like you know, instead of it being the wheel of time, which is like, oh, this this has all happened before, and this will all happen again. It's like, no, yeah. like we should be repeating stuff, but we're not. So something's super messed up. 
That's the main conflict of your book is that it's not repeating properly? Kinda. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of like the end goal is that the way the universe is going is not... On this this intended path. Yes, like everything's wrong about the way the universe is set up and the way it's like forming and reforming and dying and all that stuff. Okay. And there are people within your land that know about this. This is like, oh yeah, we're supposed to have a cycle of no. rebirth. Well, see, this is, this is going to be the tough thing is because for my super like main Americana fantasy book, I want to have it to where you have like multiple storylines happening at multiple levels mm-hmm. of like knowledge and existence and stuff. Yeah, where you have like the the main like cast doing stuff, and then there's greater actors working in the background yeah, or something. Exactly, working towards yeah. trying to solve this problem. Okay, that all sounds cool. Yeah, thanks. It definitely sounds like s- stuff that you're gonna would require a lot of writing. Yeah, a lot of research. Yeah, because are you going to be writing like what a lot of the cycles are, or like do new gods come in and then you have to write about who they are? Well, see, this is where so Brandon Sanderson, a great author, uh, he has a lot of uh, lecture series on YouTube, and one of the ones he talks about is when he makes fictions for his universes, he tries to go with the iceberg method, which is you show people the tip of the iceberg and hint the fact that there's all there's all this iceberg underneath the ocean, but he never actually mm-hmm. writes that. Mm-hmm. Into the books. Right. So I, what I'm hopefully going to do is I'm going to write an excuse why there would be like, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of different times this universe is formed and sp- spun off, and I'm only going to use a few of them. Okay. But I'll hint at like, you know, like, oh, you know, in this one, this bad thing happened. And on this other one, this dude came from, but he's dead. So who knows what happened in that one? Stuff like that. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. You do a lot of like the, the fantasy world building where you build intrigue. Yeah. And answer most questions, but still leave a lot open and unknown. But like purposefully, like I, I'm not even going to write that stuff. I'll just be like, oh, who knows? Nobody knows. Okay. Yeah. The Dark Souls method where you just hint at it. Some guy went somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's a war, and then only this one man came back. All right, so those are the summaries of our books, and that's what we're going to be working on for like a whole month, hopefully, and hopefully we don't get to a point where we just abandoned it or anything. (laughs) Or just start writing like a hundred words a week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's tough because like things can always happen during November. Yeah. But hopefully for the sake of keeping this podcast entertaining, we have stuff to come to the table every week. And speaking of, we're going to talk now about our long-term and short-term goals for what our individual books are. Like for instance, my long-term goal for this book is that I want to pitch it to a publisher and get it like published. Me too. You too? Your lore? Well, not his lore, but... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What is the long-term use of your lore? Oh, to write a book to get it pitched to a publisher and published. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so you have, like, a, an additional step because you have to write another book on top of like, what you I have to write a here. lot of books on top of this. But... Yeah, he's got a tall order. <laughs> are you planning to send, like, one book at a time, or are you going to try and write the base of, like, every book and then fill one out? I'll do the, I'll do the first book and then try to get that published and then I'll keep writing the rest. What is the first book? Is it one that you've started? No, I have not started the book. Actually, I haven't oh even thought. Of, I have not even thought about what the first book of this series is going to be. Oh, okay. that's what that's what Spooky Wagon Ride last year was supposed to be. It was me being like, oh, let's explore this world. Yep. Oh, I'm pretty boy. sure I'm going to keep. Uh, what's her name? Nettie. Uh, I, yeah. I think I'm going to keep Nettie. I have a lot of her backstory written. Is she still going to be slamming back hooch? 
Uh, yes. <laughs> so your universe will have Hooch. Oh, sure. <laughs> Hooch confirmed. <laughs> All right, what is your long-term goal is? What is this book? What is, this, what is its purpose? Uh, I think that if it's good and I like it, I would self-publish it. But mm-hmm. if it's just garbage like last year's was garbage, I'll just read it every three years and be like, oh, boy, that, mm. that's rough. <laughs> it goes into, like, that... The the uh, <laughs> <laughs> into into like the prose closet to get looked at every now and then. Yeah, and I just shake my head so- solemnly. Have you ever used something where you can hear the batteries dying on it? You're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Sorry, I forgot to mention too that my working title for my book is uh millennium for the macabre Ooh. i saw that on your nano page and i was like that is a cool title i approve yeah, yeah. should i talk about my uh, my album or my art my album my album. <laughs> <laughs> are you writing what my, uh, the music is in this world my cover art oh oh man <laughs> it's rough it's, it's like rough. a lisa frank cover and it says wow amazing fables and it has a a sprinter who's running with a uh, a german shepherd flying out of a portal <laughs> so does this does this have anything to do with your story amazing fables no it doesn't of course not <laughs> cool Hey, I'm, t- I'm taking it serious this year, guys. It's funny, too, because you have the most experience in digital art, so you could actually make a cover. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I had five minutes, so I came up with something. So short term, these are going to be our goals that we want to hit by the next podcast, which is in a week when we record again, which is going to be like November 6th. What? what we're trying to hit. And for me, my book is 10 months again, which is basically like 10 separate like sections i don't know because like acts or something right yeah maybe 10 acts is like a good way to put it and like i said i had three of those done and my goal is to get one or two of them done in the next month next week oh okay the next week no no, i'm not gonna take a full month Uh, my goal by the end of this month is to have this book done so i can start editing or going back through and like seeing what i need to change Mm -hmm. but like have every day written what a lofty goal so I've written September, October, November, and I'm jumping ahead. And I'm going to try and write January and or February because I have most of that plotted out what is supposed to be happening. I skipped December because I don't want to deal with some of the days that happen during it. Whereas like there's some interesting things that happen in January and February that I've already partially written. Like this is the first time that Natalie, my main character, goes over to the guy she likes, Jake's like his house and i get to write about that and what him and his mom are like you're saving what you don't want to write for last not necessarily last it's just i need to ground a lot more of like one of the most important things is this is at this point in the book it's like midway through the book is when natalie finally talks to hayden her male self Mm -hmm. and i that's the stuff i really need to solidify early on whereas in like december she starts writing letters to him and that doesn't really go anywhere And I'm more interested in getting to the point where Natalie and Hayden are interacting so I can feel out how that's supposed to be. Yeah. Because that's been the trickiest one for me to write since I wrote like a bit of it. Because Natalie has a lot of weird feelings about what she thinks about Hayden. And it's really hard to describe it here. Okay. And so my my goals, I gotta get ideally both months done since there's 5,000 words written in each. And like having 10,000 in a week would be pretty sweet. 
pretty ideal. Yeah. Although you never, you haven't you only failed one nano, so it's not like you really have to worry about writing. Yeah, it just, it depends, because it's like with those other ones, like I'm already, I, I'm writing like fresh and new, whereas here everything's been established, so I have to be careful about what I'm writing. Like, I can't just be like, I'm going to have you, like, go over here to this mall. Like, I'm to the point where I'm like, every place Natalie goes to has to serve a purpose. Mm. Whereas in the beginning, like, the first half of the book is filled with her going to the mall because it's obvious I can do, like, hey, this is how she interacts with her friends. This is how she interacts with her family. Now, like, deep in enough in the book, like, I don't think her just, like, going to the beach to have fun is worthwhile in and of itself. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like there needs to be like plot needs to be moving forward, especially to keep up the very tense feeling of as the reader approaches the climax of the book to be like, this is really messed up. Like, I don't want to give it the only breaths of life and reprieve that I want to give the book are calculated. Okay. Yep. So it'll be tricky, I think, to write the 10,000 words, but it's doable. Definitely. Like, it's not a hard book to write. It's just the events that I have to write, they have to come through in a way that I think is good. Yeah. What about you, Liz? What's your short-term goal? Uh, my goal for next week is to... I have my book divided into four parts, because there's four weeks. And so my goal is to have part one done, and that's... That's the Gordland? Yep. And so basically I want all the Gordland, the basic the premise of like what each land is like and the idea of others being born all out of the way mm-hmm. and then i want him going or it my others and it and i want it going to the hollows or the feeders i think he goes or it goes to first Woo! <laughs> <laughs> by the time that next week is over so liz how much do you actually have outlined out uh <laughs> looking at my outline right now and i have four parts and for each part i have maybe six sentences Okay, that's fine. And then six is okay. That's like a paragraph. (laughs) Yeah. So the majority of this is going to be discovery writing, right? Yeah. I don't have a super detailed outline. Have you done discovery writing before? Or is is that normally how you write your books? Yeah, I feel like that's how I've done every book except I was them and they were me. Okay. Hmm. So I have in this Scrivener document... For I was my stalker. I have both an outline and like things like story beats that I need to hit or things to include, and them combined together is five thousand words. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you've also been planning that for a real long time. Yeah, I mean I started in twenty fifteen, I've just been adding to it. Like that's where I've actually been writing the most recently is within like the the, the outline stuff. Like these are what I want to happen. Yeah. I have a little over a thousand on this page. I also hmm. wrote about the about each uh, creature type, though, too, like a couple That's sentences. Good. I feel like it's at, at least you're not going in blind. Yeah, and I'm more excited to write this book than I was to write last year's book. That's good. That's very good. You want that passion. Yeah. What's your short-term goal, Ian? My short-term goal is to so next week we should be right around was it like twelve thousand or thirteen thousand words. It's uh, uh, 1,600 a day, right? So Yeah, times seven. So, yeah. Well, my goal is to still be on track to hit 50. Okay, so you are still aiming to, <laughs> to complete I'm going to win one of these. <laughs> Four ones. Yeah. <laughs> By just writing a lot of lore and research. That's right. 
I feel like that's such a weird thing to do, but people also do like fan fiction for it, which I think is a little, uh, I don't think that's strange. You know, you can use nano for whatever. I just, I keep thinking about nano as a, a tool to write the books you know you should be writing rather than like as a fun exercise. I mean, wasn't Twilight a fan fiction book? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just trying to make the big box. Yeah, and, and Fifty Shades was fan fiction in Twilight, yeah. Yeah, oh boy. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't recall. Twilight Twilight was two, I believe. It was based off of uh, True Blood. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping some knowledge. <laughs> all right, so it's like, where are you going to start, actually? Because we've all described like where we're starting. Like, how do you sit down to start writing? <laughs> As you said today, you were looking up math equations. Yeah. <laughs> trying to pin me down. Yeah, so I have, so right now I have in Scrivener, I have two things open. One says the Fibonacci sequence. Okay. Which. So you're going you're gonna to put in our ones and ones and twos and threes. <laughs> yes, which form a spiral. Oh, cr- uh-huh. crossover Ooh. for the other uh, Franz Network <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and then the other thing I did last night is I invented a language. Oh boy! Oh, here we go. This here is when it gets go. fun. <laughs> so so far, I've, I'm I'm using Sumerian for my nouns. I think I'm mm-hmm. gonna use Hebrew for my verbs, but I'm using Akkadian, Akkadian for my uh, conjugations of my verbs, and then all my adjectives are going to be based on Native American language. Do you have a name for the language? No, but I have a lot of stuff written out for it. Hmm, that sounds tricky. Basing it in like real world oh it's not that bad. like maybe maybe i'd have to read it or see what it's like i just feel like taking bits and pieces from languages like if you have anyone that speaks hebrew maybe they'll be like this isn't like right oh no see the thing i'm not i'm not just like copy and pasting it yeah i'm changing everything as i go along oh okay so you're altering all of these a little bit yes I, th- those that's just what i'm basing them on okay, okay. All right, I see. Yes. So those, yeah, that serves as space. At first, I thought you were just going to be like, what is the Hebrew word for blah? So, wait, so what are you writing tomorrow? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm doing, okay? I'm just going to make a bunch of math math stuff about spirals and then make up my own Sumerian language. He's, right? he's going to buy a spirograph and just start <laughs> I'm like, how many words is this? <laughs> Instead of all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, Ian's typewriter's going to be full of... No, two plus two is four. <laughs> two plus two is four. Uh. But I mean, like, this is the stuff I got to do. I got to do this. I got to, like, make up my own bestiary. I got to do, mm-hmm. you know... All the gods, like, you probably got to write out who they are, yep, right? Yep, and I got to do, like, want. Get their, their history, their worlds, what they did on their worlds, where they are now. I can't believe it yeah. starts tomorrow. Are you... <laughs> So Not a good sign. You should be excited to start tomorrow. Like, oh no, it snuck up on me. It really did. And uh, you're going to be jumping around a lot then? Yeah. But again, if, okay. if I do research on all these things, I should be able to get 50,000 words out of everything I'm going to be researching. Because this is going to be like setting up like all my other books as well. So I'll have a yeah. lot to write. Are you going to have enough time to write though if you're researching so much? Sure. <laughs> wow. that, that was a very unsure sure yeah that was the least confident sure <laughs> sure <laughs> oh god i just did a word count for everything i did today maybe not that's what i was thinking because it's like when you're like i gotta do a lot of research i'm like that's the death knell yeah. for nano because you need to be writing especially since you have to work so much because all night i only yeah. wrote about 300 words oh <laughs> 
Oh, well, hopefully we don't just—we're not just forever circling back to last year's Nano. We're stuck in our loop. We'll see. I—I <laughs> I know. Hopefully, I should be able to write a lot. This is—I think this is going to be my most difficult year because I'm not trying—I'm not intentionally trying to complete Nano. So maybe I should frame it as this is going to be my most difficult year for hitting fifty thousand. Yeah. But it's also like, that's not my goal. My goal is to, to get this book finished and, yeah, just the first draft done. Yeah. Very practical goal. Okay, any final thoughts before we pretty much have to start start writing? I'm gonna win this year! <laughs> uh, I'm scared and the, the tomb seems ever near. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving off this tomb, because unlike The Long Day, my book that I wrote last year... This book I want finished, so I have to either be happy with it or die. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I will get tombed. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. I'll physically crawl into a tomb by the end of this. <laughs> happy Halloween! <laughs> yeah, uh, this isn't coming out on Halloween. <laughs> but, I, but I'm in the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, happy Halloween, you know, whatever that was. However <laughs> <Whatever laughs> many out. months ago, if they are opening Christmas <laughs> presents. I don't know who's uh, listening to this on Christmas. <laughs> you? Yeah, I know. Us. It's just going to be us. <laughs> All right, cool. Do we want to shout Horace? Like, do we still do that? Yeah, Horace lives on. All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> Horace!